Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. I am your host, Jay Sug. With me once again is Emery Ogletree II. What up, Dre? What's up, brother? Back. Glad to be back in the building with you. I'm ready for yet another another episode. Let's get it in. All right. Let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals. I felt Milwaukee was the better team from the jump. I just feel that Milwaukee is just poorly coached. I mean, if anything, game five just showed me I mean, each team was missing their star. You saw what the you know, discrepancies were. You, we got to see basically team to team who was better. And clearly, Milwaukee has the more talent. Mm-hmm. It's just about what Budenholzer brings to the table, which I real, really believe right now, he just saved his job. I really thought he should have been fired. But the fact that he just took them to the finals, win or draw, I'm sure he probably saved the job at least for another two years. Yeah, at least I two. Agree. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his either. I think he's one of those, my system is great. We don't have to make any adjustments. We're just going to trust the system and the system will work no matter what. It's kind of like what uh, Popovich does, like with the Spurs, you know, like this is what we do and we're going to do this no matter who's on the court. But Budenholzer don't got, he ain't got Tim Duncan and he don't got the the pedigree that Pop has. Absolutely. I mean, you, you're absolutely right. And it's just like, I'm not knocking Giannis. I'm, I'm not knocking Giannis whatsoever. And like I said, you can't help who your coach is. I still debate the fact of why they got rid of Jason Kidd. And if anything else, Budenholzer shows why. I mean, think about throughout these playoffs, the MO for what the Bucks have, have been. I mean, we've seen them have plenty of games through the playoffs, whether you go from the first round to now, where they've blown leads. It's just like, seriously? And all I could do is really look at Budenholzer. Like, what is? what are you thinking? Your, your strategy is trash. You know, and no disrespect to Giannis, man. I mean, but I know he's trying to expand his game. Number one, they, they just need to really call this cat out of his free throws. I'm sorry. You, you need to go and blow that whistle on that 10 seconds. And number two is just like, my man, I know you're working on your three, but, I mean, my rule was back in my time, if I didn't hit my first two, I don't shoot no more. I'll take two threes. If, if I didn't make either one, I'm good. I'm taking it to the paint. Giannis, I just think man, he makes it so much harder and the, the Bucks find themselves in situations where really they shouldn't have been in. Yeah. And I mean, and, and again, and let's just be real. We're going to look at these playoffs and just say, you know what? This was just the right time because all under all different circumstances, the Bucks wouldn't be there. Once the Lakers kind of got eliminated and there was no LeBron, we realized that this was all hands on deck. The title was yours for the taking. Which is Absolutely. Why. If Atlanta would have won the title. I would have had to go find this dude out here named Jerry Campbell, a guy I've met uh, through hanging out with, uh, you know, Rob Parker of Fox. You know, I've just gotten to meet a couple of these cats out here. But there's a dude named Jerry Campbell. I'm a sh- I have to shout him out because I got to give him his respect. Because before the playoffs even started, he and I were going at it, just, you know, debating who. He, he literally told me, Emory, the Hawks are going to the finals. And this is before the playoffs even started. And I looked at him like, what? He's like, the Hawks are going to the finals. And I, I mean, I, I literally, if I was with him, I would have laughed in his face. I, he heard me laughing on the phone. I was like, dude, you do not know basketball. I was like, the Hawks are not going, like, they're not even getting out of the first round. Man, the the amount of humble pie I've been eating on these playoffs, I, I still got to send him a shout out on Twitter. I was like, look, man, I know the Hawks didn't make the finals, but the fact that you even hadn't gotten this far, I got to tip my hat to you. Because, man, I, I did not see this coming. And if anything else, and again, it's not a shot, but I just think it's, again, like you were saying, it's the moment, and they took advantage of it. Now we see you, Atlanta. So now it's about 
what are you going to do in the follow-up acts? You caught everybody off guard when they weren't ready for you. Next year, everybody's going to be ready for you. Let's see mm-hmm. if you can do it again. First order of business is them keeping Nate McMillan. He oh. is the reason for their success. Him and say Trey. It <laughs> say, say it again. Like Nate McMillan proved that he's an elite coach because he outcoached Tibbs. He outcoached uh, who did Atlanta? Uh, who was a second round opponent? Oh, Doc. They outcoached Doc. Doc Tibbs. He outcoached Budenholzer. I'm sorry, Budenholzer. He he outcoached Budenholzer. Yep, yes he did. Yes he did. You are a hundred percent on that. the The fact that we didn't hear not one report after even after the Knicks series that they just signed McMillan. I was like, what's the holdup? Yeah, I've been waiting to hear like you know. The Hawks are going to sign McMillan to no no longer temporary status. He is the Atlanta coach. There, there's no excuse for that. None. Uh, yeah, they they are lollygagging. He needs to be put on immediately. Immediately. Uh-huh. Tip the hat to Atlanta, man. They 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 did the damn thing. Like I said again, it is what it is. I, like I said, I, I look at these playoffs like I looked at last year. You know, because everybody liked to chastise about the bubble, and that's why I said when I look at these playoffs, I'm like, well, what are y'all gonna say now? I was like, so if you're going to sit here and try to make no short of no last year's playoffs, let's all just be real. I mean, this year's playoffs to me is worse than last year's. That's that's just, that's just to me though. Yeah. I think the games, well, I can't say all the games. It's been either, it's been a really good game or it's Mm -hmm. been a a blowout. We haven't had that. uh, Even if you've had the, the comeback, you know, the comeback specials, but it's it's been a, a different feel, a different vibe this season. Um, like I was kind of into the bubble last year just because it was different. Um, Absolutely, you know. And I think it was a lot better basketball because role players play better at home. And since everybody mm-hmm. was at home, everybody was firing on all cylinders. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why I don't think we're gonna see anything like that again. But this year, it's yeah. Not all the all the games haven't been haven't grabbed me, but. I've really enjoyed some of these throwback games where they've been like in the eighties and nineties kind of mm-hmm. harkens it back to like the, the nineties. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not knocking it. I mean, the, the game, the game is different. And I mean, it's just like, you no, know, one of the biggest thing I hear about today is how like the old school really, you know, knocks the new school today. And I agree with it to a point, but sometimes I feel I've said again, I think those guys make valid points. You know, it's just like, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm just a fan of hoop. I, I'm a, as you know, I'm I'm a hooper for life, and it's just like you know, I understand that the game changes, but I still think there's certain dynamics of the game, certain elements of the game that don't get the respect from the players, and then that, and then in that standpoint, even from the coaches, that it should like defense to me isn't as important as it should be. But I mean, it's a part of basketball. Yeah. You know, it's not, it almost seems like now it's just about I, I can outscore you. It's like, nah, it's like, you know, just like with my own son. You know, I always said, like, if he does decide to be a hooper, I said, my son's going to be a complete player, man. You, you're you going to know how to play the game. Don't don't play what because the style is now. Just know how to play the game, period. So that way, no matter the situation, you'll know how to go. Exactly. One more thing I want to bring up about this Buck Hawks um, matchup was do you think Giannis is going to be healthy for the finals? No. That's why I, I just thought it was better because the Bucks were playing with house money. I mean, the, let's you know, the first most important thing is thankfully he's not he's not like you no know, the injury's not as bad as it is. He didn't tear anything. It's just strain, you know, severely. 
you know? So it's just like, oh, you're playing with house money. You need this dude to rest regardlessly. So why even put him out there for game six? Mm-hmm. But when we go to the finals, I mean, an injury like what he has, I've never had it, but I've seen dudes who have. That's not something you really ever bounce back from, not in the same season. It's going to affect you one way or the other. But now with them getting ready to go to the finals and stuff like that, gives him time to rest up a little bit more. I'll be real. If I'm the Bucks again, I, I'd i honestly probably even sit him for game one. Let's just see how you, how you look. Mm-hmm. You know, because either way, you're not going to have 100% Giannis. So, I mean, at least try to do as much as you can to let him – let that leg get as best as it can. But uh, for me, sit him game one, two to see what happens. And if y'all lose and then come back game two, then let the chips fall where they made from there. They better fly that boy to Germany to get that Kobe knee treatment. <laughs> yeah, but, but Kobe, Kobe, wasn't, Kobe wasn't back the same season, though. It's true. It's true. Like, what are you doing? He wasn't back the same season. That's, that's what I'm saying. So it's just like, it, it, just, it just is what it is. And I mean, we're going to get to it. I mean, I don't had the Bucks. I, I had the Bucks in the finals anyway. That's the that's the funny part. <laughs> the funny part is I actually had the Bucks in the finals mm-hmm. from the jump. But I had them playing the Lakers. But I mean with that the way everything looks, I mean I I I definitely don't see them winning it now. Not not with a no non hundred percent Giannis. I mean I think Giannis will go out there, he'll give his best, but that knee is just, man, that knee is crucial. He he can't really be Giannis. I, I this might be wrong to say, man. Imagine what his free throw is going to be like now. I wasn't even thinking about his free throws. This means his jumper is gone, and that he's going to be trying to be running, going into the paint every time, which is going to put more pressure on that knee. Absolutely, that's what that that's what I'm saying. I mean, like I said, just when he when he comes back, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, we might see Chris Middleton more or less become the you no know, one mm-hmm. and maybe Giannis become the second option because he can't really go he's not gonna be, I don't see him being able to rebound and try to push full court now with that knee not being at 100 percent uh yeah I'm 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 a fan of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton kind of proved that he can carry a team in in limited limited minutes yeah but so he, he he held it down I mean they, you know, I guess you call him Paul Paul George Paul, Paul George uh East Coast <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he held his end of the deal. He he, 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 had, he held his end of the deal. I've never been a big Chris Milton fan, but he definitely earned more of my respect. You know, I mean, the, he stepped up. He did what he was supposed to do. Why we call that man? <laughs> Not Paul George. That that ain't right. We all got to disrespect Chris Milton like that. I mean, I, I don't necessarily mean it in a disrespectful way. I mean, you, I mean, you know where I'm coming from, though. Yeah, I do. I do. It's just like, you know, I mean, number one, let me let me clarify. Paul George put himself in the position where Paul George gets a lot of criticism that he brought on himself. Now, mm-hmm. I was one of the biggest ones. I admit that freely. But I also said this. I, I apologize for this year. Paul George earned a lot of this, what you see on my shirt. Yeah. He earned a lot of my respect because he did a lot more than I expected because when he went to OKC with my man Russ, See, I'm like, where was this when you were in OKC? You know, you getting you were getting cooked by Joe Ingles, who yeah. I still think should have should have looked at his agent and be like, look, man, I cooked him. Why did I get his money? But that's a story for another day. Yeah. But I mean, but Paul George did his thing, you know, without Kawhi. So I mean, Chris Middleton, I'm just saying in, in terms of circumstances where when your top guy, when your top dog is down and you're the next man up, hey, Middleton showed up. 
he showed up, he, he held it down. I mean, and he just basically got the job done that, you know, Paul George wasn't able to do. But again, Paul, I mean, even though we're not necessarily talking about the Clippers, Paul George at least got them farther than I expected. And like I said, Chris Middleton just handled his business. Like, look, I'm going to go ahead, hold it down. I'm the man now. And I think he had that clear in his head, which is like, I got to do my thing because Giannis isn't here. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what he did. He, did, yeah. he held it down. I mean, what, he went on a 16-0 run by himself. By himself, so, yeah. Shoot. He was cooking. By himself. So, I mean, you, you talk about being ready for the moment. He's like, sure, let's go. Give me the ball. That's what you're supposed to do. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. All right, perfect. So, let's transition on to the west coast and talk about the western conference finals real quick um so that was the phoenix suns versus those los angeles clippers one let's shout out to the clippers finally breaking uh generational curses (laughs) and making it to the the respect yeah respect respect to the clippers i mean they i mean it's just finally nice to see it. I mean, we come from a time and there, even a time before us. I mean, <laughs> we all were, well, we remember Live 95 when the Clippers was always the eighth seed in the first round and they always lost in the simulations. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Clippers were always the laughing stock, man. I mean, and to finally just kind of see them at least get to the conference finals is like, man, it's progress. You know, it, I mean, I, I don't put it on the same level, but it's almost like, you know, when the Cavs finally won the finals. It's like, man, it's just franchises you thought would never do something. It's like, oh, wow, they finally did it. Like, hey, respect. Now, the question, um, before we get into, like, the, the matchup, do you think Kawhi sees this as a chance to go out? I'll put it to you this way. I I feel like it, it would make it hard. They've made a strong argument for him to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the thing about Kawhi Leonard, I'm not going to say that, like, he's not a, a, a very good player. You know, sometimes I struggle saying great, but, you know, if you want to say great, fine. But my thing is, again, I mean, Kawhi is just his own little entity, right? But it just seems like a lot of times, like I said before, like I said, I think in our previous show, you know, I think he just kind of got somewhat do played when he, you know, brought in you know, the whole Paul George deal. Because, you know, if you heard the reports, you know, he threatened that if Paul George, they didn't go out to Paul George, he was going to go to the Lakers, right? Well, I mean, I guess you were, you know, kind of expecting something from Paul George, and clearly in year one, that didn't work out. You know, you had a three, what, three, one lead on Denver, and y'all lost. You know, so I think this year, you no, know, it was kind of put up or shut up. You no, know, he he got them out of the, um, you no, know, Dallas series, but he went down. So had they lost, you no, know, in that next round, I think it would have made it easier for them to lead. But the fact that Paul George, you no, know, led them and got them to the conference finals, and you know, within two games of the finals. I think it don't make him think about it, but personally, myself, I mean, with his track record, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. Me neither. I could easily see him jumping ship to the heat. Oh, and I think that would be, oh, that'd be pretty. That's just me speaking selfishly, because J- Jimmy Butler's right there behind Russ and Dame Lillard with me. I'd love to see Kawhi on the, on the heat. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect place for him, um, side note. But uh, back to the matchup. So, Phoenix, of course, took them out in six games. What did you think about CP3's performance? Not surprised. I mean, it, I guess it's just what I expected. Now, did I, I just expected Chris Paul to ball. You know, I mean, one of the things I, I hated hearing going to that game from these, again, these quote-unquote experts or whatever, mm-hmm. people were sitting there talking about how you know, Chris Paul probably used to sit down. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? This is Chris Paul. We're yeah. talking about sitting him down for – and no, and no disrespect to this cat – 
he he's balling in the playoffs, but no, you need to sit him down so Cameron Payne can get more minutes. No, Cameron Payne, they run different cameras. Man, I was like, look, Chris Paul got y'all here. Let's just be real. If there was no Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns would not be in the finals. Period. Exactly. If there was no Chris Paul, there would be no there would be no finals appearance. I don't even put them in the conference finals. I wasn't necessarily even sure they beat a hobbled Lakers team in the first round without Chris Paul. Nah. Chris Paul did that. I mean, like, Chris Paul, it just shows you why, first of all, he's a Hall of Famer. Why, again, he's knocking on the door. I mean, I don't have him in there yet, but he's knocking on the door becoming a top five point guard of all time. I mean, he, but he's he just showing you why. Like, he's one of the all-time greats, man. He did. This is Chris's ring to win. I mean, you want to talk about the stars being aligned. I'm pulling for the Suns, man. I, I I see Chris. I'm happy to see him in the finals. He deserved one appearance. But now it's just like, you know what, Chris? Go ahead and grab it now. Because if you don't get it now, I don't ever it. see you getting one. He ain't I was like, so, so, so just go ahead and get it now. Get it now and let's just be done. Put it on the, the cherry on top. The, the, the final the final addition to the resume. And, and bow out. Um, Chris Paul, I think in my estimation, he has a top five PG. No, I'm going to have a top five. Magic. Okay. Isaiah, Oscar, Steph, and then uh, CP3. Not a bad list, but I can't. I wouldn't. I couldn't go with that though. My my mine's mine's a slightly different. My our first two are the same, so I won't even bother saying that. But I mean, after that, I go three. The Big O. After the Big O, I would put uh, J Kid, and my fifth one would be John Stockton. Yeah, um, you know, I ain't putting nobody in the Utah Jazz in any top five in anything. <laughs> you, gotta that, you gotta get that hate out your heart, man. We, <laughs> we didn't talk it out respect. You know, it's about respect, man. We got to. You you cannot, you can this man is, <laughs> this has to be a topic for another show. But I'm just sitting there saying, man, John Stockton, the all-time leader in assists and steals. Do you realize if he had two titles himself, like Isaiah, he could easily be number two? Yeah, he ain't being number two. I was now having this titles. He'd be number two. I was having this discussion um, the other day. So you know who I feel the greatest player of all time is. That's you know MJ. You know mm-hmm. that's how I feel. And there's like right. the gap in, in shooting guards. The gap between MJ and the next greatest shooting guard is closer than the gap between Magic Johnson and the next uh, point guard. Like I think Magic by far in a way is the best point guard of all time, and no one is close. Like yeah, Magic, I mean, yeah, yeah, Magic, Magic was well ahead of his time. He's the prototype. Yeah. So I think I like is John Stockton better than Steph Curry? No, he's not. He would get cooked. Is John Stockton better than CP3? I think CP is very similar. They're both dirty little players. Um, but I think CP3 <laughs> man's more respect than John Stockton. And is John Stockton better than uh Big O? No. Is John Stockton better than Isaiah? No. That is why John Stockton ain't in the top five. Well, I mean, here, well, here, because here, here it is for me. It's hard from. I'm not saying Steph isn't top five, but I mean, when I when I put my top five point guard list together, I I put it together by the very pure definition of what a point guard is. I see. I put Steph along with AI. You know, I was like, they're not really point guards by definition. It's, the, it's a position they play, but they're not like the quintessential point guard. Magic. 
Isaiah, Big O, J Kid, and Stockton, they're basically by the definition of what the point guard is supposed to be. I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking everybody like, to having Steph in the top five. But I'm just sitting there, I was like, honestly, for me, I was like, because Steph shoots so much, I was like, he's a, he's a definite combo guard. I would almost throw him in the two guard category because he shoots so much. I was like, Steph should almost be considered a two. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, man, let's be real. This man's going to be the all-time three-point leader at one point in time, just like Reggie is now. And Reggie was a two-guard. So if I'm going to consider Steph a combo guard and I had to put him in one position, I was like, you know what? I got to throw Steph in the two-guard category. You know, I was like, I, that, that, that's, but that's just me. But, but John Stockton, I mean, all-time leader in assistant steals. I mean, that's what a point guard does, man. I was like, I got to have me. I got to. Yeah. No way. But you, but you, but if CP three, which we you know what we were talking about, if CP three gets this ring, then I gotta throw him in. I mean, I say the same thing about Russ. I'll be real. If if Russ, and I still believe Russ will get one. If Russ gets one, then we really got to revisit this because personally, I would put Russ above Chris Paul. Mm, I, not. At the moment, I wouldn't put Russ. Russ has the potential to lead Chris Paul, um, but he still has more work to do. Chris yeah, Paul, I mean, there, Chris Paul's at the tail end of his career, yeah. And Chris Paul's at the tail end. We've seen we've seen more more footage. You know what I mean? We got more more of a resume with Chris Paul. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me, if I said again, it's just, it's it, I guess it's kind of semantics a little bit, and I'm a little biased because you know how I feel about Russ. But I mean, but just being real, coming from a standpoint, when I look at both their resumes. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, uh, it's not that Russ's is so much better than Chris Paul's, but I can make the argument that Russ's resume is better than Chris Paul's. I mean, personally, I think Chris Paul should have been MVP this year. I I hated who the final. Well, I hate the fact they threw Steph Curry in it. They, they just did that because of the media. Yep. Steph Curry had no business being in the top three. I'm not not knocking what he did. He bought out, but he had no business being in the top three. Not at all. <laughs> Chris Paul. <clears throat> Jokic and Embiid and Chris Paul should have won. And that's not knocking against Jokic, but I'm just like, how do you we take we take winning for granted? Everybody's so caught up in stats. I agree. You know, we got we got to talk, we'll have to talk about that one day, man, about like how you know Hall of Fame MVPs and all that jazz. It just Chris Paul, I don't see how he could not have been the MVP. And now people want to backtrack. Chris Paul should have won the MVP. I said that from the jump. Like, why ain't y'all vote for him? <laughs> it's, like, exactly. it's the same people like, who had the votes are saying, like, Chris Paul should have won. Yeah, this is what I said. All, all caught up in the numbers, man. It's like, results got to matter, man. They, they got to. Yeah. And if Chris Paul does anything similar to what he did this year, next year, he'll win. But it'll be uh, – it wouldn't be a deserved one. It'll be one that they, they're just trying to make up for what they did. Now, I, next year, like I said – and we're about to jump into that topic right now. The finals. The Suns got to get it done now, man. I'm I'm sorry. You, next year, and I'm thinking when these cats come back and the ones that come back, I'm I'm on with the Lakers again. I still feel the Lakers would have won, would have repeated this year had they been healthy. I said the Suns better get it done now. This this is it for CP3. They can come back. Y'all can try to defend the title. Maybe I'll I'll at least maybe try to put you on the conference finals at best. But you're telling me the Lakers are fully healthy, and if they pull off. The move I hope they pull off. Oh my goodness, nah. What's the move? You yes, the, the Suns will get to the conference finals, but there will be no repeat. There will not be a repeat. 
So get so get so get it now. What's this move you hope the Lakers pull off? I mean, I don't know how much of it is rumor, but I mean, but I mean, there's a little traction to it. I mean, out here, I'm hearing grumblings of either getting Dane or Russ. Obviously, can't get them both. But I'm like, man, they get they get either one. Oh my goodness! They don't got anybody to get Dane. I'm I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Because if you can get Dame for Kuzma, if you can get Dame for Kuzma, then all I'm saying is there are 29 other teams that are going to be like, oh, we got you. (laughs) I mean, I'd I'd give Kuzma away for a bag of chips. Right. I was going to say, like, man, Uh, uh, (laughs) that dude. (laughs) I'd give him away away for a stretch (laughs) up. No, man. I mean, just. I mean, you want to talk about? I mean, listen, we don't want to get, but listen, we will have to revisit that one day. Yeah, we'll no, please believe me, you yeah. want to talk about a cat who just, I mean, like I said, I mean, he, he's he's more or less a legend in his own mind, man. Like now, nah, Kuzma got to go, man. They gave him the shot. They, I just don't really think he ever really bought in. That's all that is. I think you know he's young. You know he, he wants all this. You know he wants all the credit. He wants all the glory to go with it. But it's like he doesn't want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you. You know, you you trying to you know feel yourself like you in that LeBron AD category. Like y'all got a big three with you, but no, nah, dude, you you're not putting them up like that. You, you got to go, chief. You got to go. Role player. All right, so let's uh, jump into this this finals talk. Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. How do you think the matchup is going to go, and how many games? I got Suns and six. I just don't. I think. First of all, the real coach of the year, Monty Williams, at least the real coach here in my mind, should have won it. I mean, he, number one, they're this better coach. Number two, I mean, I know Milwaukee is a big team, but it's not saying that like no, uh, the Suns just don't have size either. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said again, I mean, Milwaukee's game plan always seems to be like they, they're trying to beat Golden State. Like they, they throw up so many threes. And like you previously mentioned, I mean, we can't ignore the fact that you have a Giannis that's less than 100%. And again, no knock against Chris Middleton and all them, but the Suns right now are just the best team in the playoffs. And this is just basically come down to health. And they're healthy. Even though Chris Paul has the issue with his hand and stuff. But you you, you know he's going to say, no, he's going he's gonna to be like, the hell with this. This is the finals. I'm, I'm yeah. finally here. <laughs> I ain't worried. Unless, unless somebody just goes out there and breaks my hand, I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> I'm here. I'm getting my ring. Let's call it a day. I, I, got, I got the Suns in six. Yeah, I, I have them in, in six as well. Um, I think there's some going to be some interesting matchups. Like, I wonder who's going to defend who. Um, is Chris Middleton going to try to guard Devin Booker, or are they going to assign PJ Tucker that role? Like, PJ Tucker could could make things interesting for Devin Booker, but I think Chris Paul. Um, I think he's going going to be the the important player on the court because if he can kind of keep them, you know, keep them calm because they're going. I mean, they're a very young team still. I mean, I was like, you're right. No, no one has. And I just think, again, not only is Chris Paul the most important player, I I still feel, again, he'll be the best player on the court. You know, and P.J. Tucker, you know, you know, because P.J. Tucker is basically me. It's funny It's funny you mention him. And I get a little jealous because, like, man, I must have came a little too too early. Because <laughs> I look at P.J. Tucker, you know, P.J. Tucker is my height. <laughs> and I know the, the, the headaches I went through being an undersized big guy trying to go get to the NBA – and all the hoops I had to go through and all that jazz. But, again, it's a story for another day. But I'm like, well, hell, P.J. Tucker could do it. I know I could have done it. But it's just like, you know what? Number one, I don't think P.J. can guard 
Devin Booker. You know, he was able to bang around Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's all that was. It wasn't even, you know, really, I mean, he did a solid job on him, but most part, he just got physical with him because Kevin Durant's not physical. Devin Booker is a little more physical. To me, it's more physical than Kevin Durant. And plus, I think playing with Chris Paul, he's mentally tougher too. Yeah. So I don't think, you know, P.J. Tucker will be able to, you know, probably, you know, rock him as much as he was able to rock Durant because we all know that Kevin Durant's a little mentally soft. You know, but I mean, we can't look look past DeAndre Aiden either. I mean, you all throw Lopez on Aiden. I mean, Aiden's gonna make him work. He is. He's gonna make him run. You know, and exactly. And I mean, like I said, you look at you no know, Cameron Payne. I said balling. Um, like I said D Book CP three. I'm just saying from a talent standpoint. You know, and as I like, I like Drew Holiday, but he's just too he's too sporadic for me. Like when he's on, he's on. But when he's off, he's off. That is so true. When he, well, I said, I mean, you, you just you just never know. It's kind of the roll of the dice. You don't know what you're gonna get, you know. And now that you know, he's really gonna have to. He's really got to show up now. It's not like Garden Trey Young. If they put him on Booker, Booker's gonna make him work. And so if you put him on Booker, that means well, who's Garden CP3? And I don't know, you know, the little white boy's name with the the with the orange hair. I think he starts. Oh, I yeah. I his name off top. I can't think of it lately. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he he, uh, he starts. And I was like, man, you put him on CP3, CP3 is going to cook him. I'll tell you that, but you know what, though? I mean, because just like today, I'm looking at the starting lineup for today. You know, they started Bobby Portis, Lopez, Holiday, Tucker, and Middleton, right? Mm-hmm. You had two centers, a power forward, a small forward, and one PG. So I mean, you're gonna have a mismatch somewhere. Yeah. I said is, and if Pete and I said if it's PJ Tucker out there in the perimeter garden, one of those three, you know, whether it be CP3, Devin Booker, or uh, or Payne for that matter, that's I'm sorry, that's gonna be he can sit there and try to muscle all he wants, but I mean, but these cats are, I mean, these these cats are mentally focused. Monty Williams, Chris Paul, they got them ready. I think they're ready for this. I think yeah. they're ready. I agree. I think it's gonna be in six. Um, Unless any injuries come into play, I don't see Phoenix losing this. Yeah, so I, I I think the I got Phoenix taking the first two on the road. I mean, they're taking the first two at home. They'll go back to uh, Milwaukee. Like I said, I, I think uh, Giannis won't play game one. He'll come back for game two, but he'll be so-so. They'll get back for game three, that, that hometown Vibe will get them pumped up. You know, probably take you no know, game three in a close one. They'll probably win by like two or three points. Monty will readjust, but okay, what we do wrong? You know, game four they take it, and like I said, I mean, I, I know I said in six, but I'm just trying to be. That's my safe pick. But five wouldn't surprise me either. Five really wouldn't surprise me. I just have the Suns winning this, unless Giannis shows me something that I'm just like, whoa, like this dude needs supposed to be hurt, but he's out here, you no know, beasting. Yeah, Giannis is really the X factor. I, I don't... Giannis can win two games Absolutely. in this series by himself. If if his knee, if he can get his knee to a point where you know we get ninety percent Giannis, that can, that's enough to make it interesting. But I think right now, I mean, because like I said, DeAndre Aiden really showed up in these playoffs. I mean, right now he he has really showed up, and I have to admit he's. He's done better than I expected. But again, then again, he's playing with Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And he's even admitted, like, no, Chris Paul's made me a better player. And it shows. 
Like DeAndre Aiden is basically living up to his potential, which is always you know, kind of hard when it comes to those number ones, you know? And, I mean, he, he's living up to his potential right now. And, like I said, he, he guarded Jokic as an MVP and made Jokic work. He did. I mean, like I said, he, he played equally with Jokic. And, you know, and I mean, I, as I said, I, I could see him, you know, guarding uh, Giannis during the finals. And, I mean, DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden's a low, man, so. Yeah, because I think Bam Adebayo, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, on Miami, yeah. is like the perfect defender for Giannis. You got to kind of be in that mode because I don't think if Giannis is healthy, he's going to pose a problem for the Suns because they don't have anybody that on paper can really stop him. I don't think Jay Crowder can stop him and DeAndre Ayton will have to be that dude. Yeah, but I mean, but like with, with, with players like those, that's the thing though, you don't stop them. I mean, you, I mean, like you brought up earlier, I mean, obviously, you know, back in the day, I'm not saying he is, but just like with Jordan, you, you weren't going to stop MJ. Your best thing was just be like, all right, look, we know MJ's going to be MJ. You know, if we catch him on a bad night, which was very, very rare, then we need to take advantage of it. But otherwise, it's about taking care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so if it was 100% Giannis, like I said, I mean, again, if I was coaching against the Bucks, I'd be like, look, yeah, man, Giannis is going to get his. <laughs> Let him be Giannis. But right now, I want to focus on everybody else. I'm going to try to make everybody else beat us too. You know, Giannis is going to get his buckets. He's going to get his rebounds. We know that. was just slowing down. But everybody else, no. Nah. Like I said, we, we can't let this happen. I think I think really right now I think Monty Williams and them are going to put a, a lot of the defensive strategy, especially focusing on Middleton. Probably try to you know force him to try to do a little too much, even if Giannis returns. Because again, I think you know he probably feels like I have to be the man now because yeah. Giannis isn't even 100. percent Even when Giannis comes back, he's going to be like, it's on me. You know, I like I got you, and I think they're going to try to play. They're going to play to that. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to see if you can really try to carry the load, but we're going to make you work. We're going to make you work. Final topic, Mark Albert called his last game um, before going into retirement. What are your favorite Marv Albert memories? Man, anything Nick related, man. I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, you know what? I think, you know, neither one of us were born at the time. I think it would have been so cool, you know, before, you know, TV became what it was. I was just sitting there like, man, it would have been so cool to be a kid in New York, you know, where everything was on the radio, just to hear Marv calling play-by-play on the radio, listening mm-hmm. to the Knicks. I could have seen that easily making me a fan of the game. You know, I couldn't see it. I mean, but it's just like the way he calls it, man. It's just, it's just so exciting. I mean, Mar- Mar- with Marv Albert, a game never seemed dull. And see, that's hard about in, a, in that business, man. You know, and I think that's one of the things that intrigued me about the business personally, why I wanted to do it, because it always, the great ones made it always seem so fun. Yeah. You know, I said, a lot of these cats I watch now, man, they're just, just boring. It's just like, they just, talk they try too hard to you know come off entertaining it's just like yeah you, you're faking it mark it wasn't like he was trying to be entertaining it's just like it just came out and with that you no know, unique voice he has and just all those years of experience man he just it just made it so entertaining i mean i was like guys like how many finals have i watched that you no know, marv albert cold i mean <laughs> the, the the knicks houston rockets finals you know i mean pff, to take it for granted i was like you know what Marv made that made that fun for me. Yeah. When I think of Marv, I think of two games. Um, one, the the Jordan reverse layup against the Lakers, the spectacular move by Michael Jordan. And then, of course, the shrug game when he was just when Jordan was just going off on the Portland Trailblazers, game one of the 92 finals. Those are the two. When I think of Marv Albert, those are the two moments that I uh, I think of Marv. So shout out to Marv. 
thank you for a career well done. And I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for, for listening to our pod. Uh, we'll be coming at you soon with another episode. Tree, thank you, sir, for coming out again. Appreciate you, brother. Brother, as always. Brother, as always, you know, it's a pleasure. I can't wait to do it again, man. We're going to keep it going. We got we we here. We here to you know, make, make our imprint felt, man, because a lot of these cats out here making money. A lot of these cats out here getting attention that, you know, no, it's not about hate, man, but I was just saying we, we're more entertaining, man. Listen, some of these cats are just boring, and a lot of times they don't even know what they're talking about. So yes, sir. it's time that we put our, you know, our, na- our, our names in the hat and make it happen. I am 100% with you. All right. Once again, until the next time, we out.